Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts. I'm Kevin. And I'm Carl. And we listen to podcasts so you don't have to. We want to remind our listeners that you can check us out on whoarethese.com and on Facebook. We're always looking for podcast suggestions, so send us an email, leave us a comment, or post a death threat. On today's show, we'll be analyzing and reviewing a podcast called Ask Me Another. Episode is from uh, May 27th, 2016. As always, we both listen to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. So without further ado, let's find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? It's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P, everybody. W-A-T-P? Hey, W-A-T-P. Like me, Kevin. A-T-P. W-A-T-P. You're getting it. You got it. Yeah. Nailed it. So what's up? Um, I listened to another NPR show. <laughs> so did I. I don't like NPR shows. I don't think they're very good. No, they, I don't know. It feels like they're they're trying to be edgy. Yeah, they're they're trying to be something they're not. Yeah, yeah whatever definitely. that something is. But this is uh, ask me another, which is a game show, or a, I guess they keep calling it a puzzle show or something. And um, it's taped in front of a live audience. Right, it's taped in a theater. Yeah. Did you notice anything about the live audience? Because there was something I was picking up on. There's times where I questioned whether or not the audience was real. Thank you. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking, too. It didn't seem like they would actually be laughing at certain things or applauding at certain times. Right. And and the way they were mixed in there yeah. seemed really fake. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I, I have the same comment. There's some weird fade-outs and fade-ins of the crowd that were bugging me quite a bit. So I'll give you a couple quick examples. Play track three, and you hear this abrupt crowd fade-out. Okay. Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Our first game is called This Is Not. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, real quick, play track four. It's another one. So what guilty apps do you have on your phone? 
That's not the way a crowd dies down. Yeah, and that's the same clip I pulled, number four. Is it? Yeah, because it's so noticeable. Um, It's like the person that was editing, like they they just discovered the fade in, fade out. Like yeah, they do it so cheesy. It's right. like how I do it, right? And I'm right. not good at this, right? I, last episode, I pretended that I'm really good as a foley artist or something, but I'm not. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> and that's how I do it. And this guy works, you know, for NPR, right? Whoever's doing this, I I can't remember what this is, but I have a track on here called "Is This Really a Real Audience? Is That Even Possible?" Play track eight on there. After the newspaper incorrectly announced his defeat of Harry Truman, a former New York governor gave up politics and created a numerically based method for organizing his local library. Fuck. The Dewey Decimal System. That is correct. I love you guys because no other crowd would laugh at a clue like that. It it does sound like Canned laughter. It does. It sounds like a laugh track. Yeah. I guess I didn't pay attention enough to it, but that clip really drives it home. Well, because it it's not a funny thing they're talking about, and it's highly uninteresting. And these people are applauding and laughing and carrying on. Right. Maybe... Uh, maybe they all get them high or something. Maybe they just start pumping out... Uh, <laughs> vapors in the room or something getting everybody stoned and they're just giggling at everything but i was thinking about this kevin and you know a peek behind the curtain here uh kevin's the guy who after we do our show puts all the finishing touches on and makes sure that it's you know we we had some technical issues last couple weeks that hopefully are taken care of but you know you go in and clean things up and make sure that's going to sound good for people right and i i I don't want to challenge that. I, I appreciate that you take on that responsibility. But what if we did like this show, Ask Me Another, and we pretended there was a live audience watching us do our show? I, uh, I went back to uh, an old episode of ours uh, called Bronyville, and I, uh, I kind of re-edited it based on the idea that there's a live audience watching us uh, play Bronyville Revisited. I, I always love in G.I. Joe when Cobra announces who has arrived and who is attacking them. <laughs> As if they don't have logos on everything. <laughs> There's logos on their airplanes, on their missiles, on their faces in a lot of cases. Yeah, they're... Oh, Cobra! Okay. <laughs> they really want you to know who's attacking. It's... Cobra! Could you imagine if it was like, Al-Qaeda! <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It's like, you don't see ISIS scream. Well, maybe they do. I always think about that. You just got ISIL'd, bitch. You know what it is? is uh, they, they spent so much money for a graphic designer to do that Cobra logo. They're like, we're putting this shit on everything. <laughs> do, you, do you know how much I spent on this logo? Now that we have the stencil, we are using this everywhere. <laughs> It's on letterhead. It's fucking everywhere. Everywhere there's anything Cobra, there's a fucking Cobra logo on it. They could be a case study in branding if you were going to school for marketing. (laughs) 
This is the way you make a brand. Watch how Cobra Commander did it. If we're going to spell the name out, make sure you do it in all lowercase. That's how people do it this day. We have a specific font. You didn't use the font. (laughs) Holy shit. How awkward was that just now? You and I are just sitting here listening to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't plan that out real well. Um, I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable that we just did that. It was weird, but you know what? I think I like the show better. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because I said some jokes that weren't funny at all, and then people responded like it was really funny. And I'm like, oh, maybe I am funny. All right. I like this. (laughs) I like uh, there's one (laughs) point in there where you say something about ISIL or whatever, and there's guys like, yeah! yeah! <laughs> the guys like clapping, ISIL! <laughs> Thanks for picking up on that. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, let's see. I have a lot. We- I feel like the same clips that you do, but uh, here's... So, the the guest on the show is Sir Patrick Stewart. And he they introduce him and they ask him about what it's like to be knighted and he answers with a really sad th- i don't know just uh, let me play it yeah 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 i've never talked to a sir before and i'm just wondering it's an honor was this something that you as a even as a kid just dreamed of uh being knighted being a sir? Yeah. I just dreamed of hoping there was some food for the next meal. <laughs> that was all. Oh, God. Yeah. How is that funny? Like, oh, I grew no. up in poverty. Yeah, it's like... Uh, Woo, poverty! <laughs> so awkward. Yeah, it probably wasn't... He probably shouldn't have pulled that. He, he could have just said no, and it was beyond my uh, expectations at that time. Right, right. <laughs> A bad, a bad reference. Right, right. Way to, way to drag down the show. But fortunately, the audience is so dumb that they have no idea what he's talking about. And so they just laugh and applaud. Right, right. So, so the, you know, I, I started off our show saying I don't like NPR. And I do have an agenda here. There's specific things about NPR I don't like. And I'll reiterate it because we, we went through this when I made us listen to the last NPR show we did, um, which was Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. If you want to go back to the archives on whoarethese.com, you can check it out. Uh, the thing I don't like about NPR is people who listen to NPR feel like they're smarter than other people. Um, and they're not. They're actually dumb. And I, I have some examples of this that uh, I'd love to play for you. So the way that this, this show is formatted, there's um, seven games that are played throughout this hour-long show. Um, and the first game is, it's not even being smart or not. It's just, they explain what a mobile app does and you have to decide whether that's a real mobile app that's available or if it's something that they made up. So it's just kind of a 50, 50 chance guessing game, but you got to listen to this one, um, play, play track five. And, uh, then we'll talk about how dumb this person is. Here we go. Fox news translator. 
This app listens to Bill O'Reilly or Megyn Kelly and then outputs calm, rational discussions about climate change, President Obama, and the war on Christmas. The Fox News translator is fair and rebalanced. Casey. Real. No, I'm sorry. That's false. Fred, you're our winner. Okay. Could you imagine if there was an app that could actually understand the nuanced context of what people were saying and then regurgitate that, taking out bias in order to explain what the actual message is? How does this dummy think that that's possibly a real app? That would be groundbreaking. That would be mind-blowing. Google is working on that shit day and night. They're 30 years out from making that a reality. And she's like, oh, yeah, that that sounds like totally an app. Yeah, something that, that... could figure out what Fox News is saying and tell you the real story. She, yeah, must think that, like, Terminator is real. Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> exactly. I, I love our robot overlords. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny because all the other apps were just dumb. Yeah. Like, oh, this app can tell you what you ate by smelling your fart. You know, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. <laughs> And it was pretty easy, like, oh, that sounds fake, that sounds real. And then this one comes up, and it's like, oh, you dummy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, There was, uh, the game part of this was really bizarre to me. Um, there just didn't seem to be any, well, I guess, you know what, before I get into that, let's, I want to play this clip, because it's right at the beginning of the show, and I'm not 100% sure why it's there. Okay. So, here, here it is. Warning. The following content has been deemed inappropriate for the radio. It may also be inappropriate for children, offices, or sensitive grandparents. Please put on your headphones. So I I grabbed the exact same clip, and I was going to ask you the exact same question. Yeah, because there is no, you know, it's not like there's they're dropping F-bombs or, you know, talking about fucking vaginas or... Whatever. Well, yeah. that was that was trying to be funny. Obviously, it's like you know, grandparents, whatever. But I think that was real. I think that they that really is a disclaimer. Right. Right. Oh, definitely. There's a reason that they put it there. I mean, obviously, they're they are trying to be funny. But did they get like? Is are they worried that whatever? Like, because Sir Sir Patrick Stewart said like shit two times or something like. That. Right. Right. Uh, I just thought that was really weird that they would go to the length to put put that in there i don't know well here's how they describe their show on their website it says what you'll hear resembles the casual intimacy of a game night at a friend's house one where scores are forgotten in favor of hilarious gaffes so i think what they think they're creating is and like you were saying before like edgy conversational anything goes type of show but it's boring people who you know, probably have their PC radars cranked so far up that they would never say anything provocative or interesting anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of fucking nerdy talk on this podcast. Oh, oh, there is <laughs> quite a bit of nerd talk going on. Yeah. Um, starting with this terrible joke, because uh, Patrick Stewart's on the show, they start off the show with uh, with this doozy. Play track two. Puzzles, the final frontier. Yeah. Oh How God. is that a joke? Again, was, it sounds like the audience was just, that's got to be a laugh track or something. 
it was very cringy. And, you know, now that you say the laugh track thing, there's a time where at the end when she announces the winner, the way it transitions from what the show part of it to her announcing it sounds like it was recorded after the fact. There was some, mm. I remember hearing it and going, is she like recording the winner and like saying, hey, thanks for, you know, you won, blah, 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 and not in front of the crowd. And then all of a sudden the crowd comes in and it's, it's weird, man. I don't know. I think, I think you're onto something. I think this might be completely done in a studio and everything added afterwards. <laughs> well, it's, it's some conspiracy we've cooked up. There's even, um, there's even pictures of them doing this stuff live in front of an audience. Oh, right. I don't know how elaborate they would be with <laughs> Uh, so like, I um, what's that? This is like the nine eleven conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We're gonna have loose change. Uh, we're gonna have like a documentary about. Ask me another. Steel doesn't uh, melt, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So real quick, I, I did want to talk through how they formatted this show. So the first game. They had two contestants, and you can become a contestant by emailing them or something, and then I guess they have you actually there physically at the show. Uh, they, they record out of Brooklyn. So the first game was that what I told you, whether it was uh, app is real or not. So just a guessing game. The second game, Totally False Eponyms, was just the easiest game. It was easy as shit. I, I grabbed two examples of these trivia questions. Play track seven. When Conan O'Brien's sidekick isn't sitting on the couch, he's out in the field measuring earthquakes using this magnitude number system. The bald-headed star of the Fast and Furious franchise really gets into his work doing thermal efficiency experiments in his trailer and creating this type of fuel. It's like they're trying to sound like they're smart questions, but they're not smart questions. It's Richter scale and diesel fuel. It's these are the, the like anyone can answer these questions. Well, did, I think you pulled the same one I did, but this one just made me fucking furious. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't you know that you're not supposed to cross the stream? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we have to stop Gozer schemes. No, you're not supposed to cross the stream. But that marshmallow man is too extreme. We gotta blast it, yeah. So, let me. Yeah, how set. is this a how is this a trivia show? <laughs> it's not a. It, I, you know what it reminded me of it's these questions when um, SNL used to do the Jeopardy things. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I was sure could do like just a number, just yeah. any number <laughs> will do. Just <laughs> say your name. What is your name? Exactly. Jesus Christ. How is this entertaining to listen to? And it's so obvious. Yeah. Well, that, to set it up, I guess, for the listeners there, that last clip we played, the reason the guy is singing it is that that game that they're doing is they're describing a movie uh, to the tune of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. So he does like three of the same, basically the same verse of that song describing a movie. And that I think was, he does four or five. It's just over and over and over again. It's like, that's yeah. so boring and, and obnoxious. But I mean, can you get any easier than, you know, 
<laughs> the name of the film is Ghostbusters. Right. I want you to say the word Ghost- <laughs> Ghostbusters. They, uh, Howard Stern played this game with Beetlejuice recently. That was called, the name of the game was The Answer is uh, Five. And the answer to every question was five. And it was just so funny. He's like, all right, now, Beetle, if you want to get this right, the answer is going to be five. And then he, like, asked the question, what's three plus two? And Beetle, like, seven. <laughs> like, maybe maybe for Beetlejuice, this would be, uh, you know, a, a tough game. But for anyone who's not uh, retarded, you would think that this would be a really boring uh, type of trivia show. You'd be like, so, uh, who, me? Me? <laughs> Me, this is Ghostbusters. I weigh two hundred fifty pounds. Two hundred fifty pounds. Ghostbusters. I weigh seventy five pounds. <laughs> um. So, the, so as I said, the, the second game was really dumb, and then the third game was, and uh, this is really stupid too. But, um, Patrick Stewart would just read lyrics to a song and then you had to name what the song was mm-hmm. but it wasn't one of those things where you you buzzed in as soon as you knew it because the whole joke is that this british guy is you know reciting the lyrics to a britney spears song or whatever that's hilarious so that that was obviously easy um and then the fourth game is like impossible so you have all these games that are just dumb and anyone could do it and then listen to how they set up the fourth game track 11 Yes, this game is called Scientific Rhymerific. In this game, a scientific concept will be described in each clue, as well as some other considerably less scientific term that rhymes with it. You will have to give us the two-word rhyming answer. A little complicated, puzzle guru Art Chung, can you give us an example? The physicists thought they had achieved a reaction in which atomic nuclei form a heavier nucleus with the release of energy, but it was just a mirage or trick. So the answer to that clue is fusion illusion. (laughs) (laughs) Acuity is fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You just you just blew some minds with that one. Uh, I I lost it. Like he's reading what the game is about, and I lost focus. Like yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> it's so funny because all these other games are so easy. So then the fifth game after that one is what you were talking about with the guy singing the same verse of Heard It Through the Grapevine, but with just explaining movies so obviously. There's like Titanics in there and it's like, um, your love will still go on. It's like, oh, right. really? <laughs> Could it be any easier? Um, and then the sixth game is... Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is actually being quizzed and they quiz him on Shakespeare, which he has a vast knowledge of because he's been a Shakespearean actor since 1966. So that was boring. It's like, yeah, he knows everything about Shakespeare. Neat. I, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then the seventh game is the final round and everyone who won their games earlier get to play in this final round. And this was a dumb premise. So the answer to the question contained a vowel in it, but the vowel could only appear one time. And the first answer would have to be an A. uh, The second one would have to have an E. uh, So it like went in order. It didn't even make sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then the game ends with a a third. Um, <laughs> play play track fourteen and listen to how this game, this whole hour long game show ends. Pat, food so delicious it literally makes you salivate can be described as this. I don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. All right, let's move to Fred. Fred, do you know? Ambrosial? No. No, I'm sorry, that's not right. Let's go to Steffi. She's looking at Allie. No, no, I don't know. Three seconds, no. Allie, do you know? No, shaking her head. Tom, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. Well, I'm really, really hoping it's mouth-watering. That's right. I love... uh how the guy made sure that he enunciated uh i really sh- uh i'm hoping that it is mouth watering <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you didn't phrase it as a question so right. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh mouth watering <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty funny that these uh, adults these duds up on stage none of them could figure out this easy answer and meanwhile you got fusion illusion or whatever the fuck that that other game was, it seemed to not fit in with the rest of this show at all. No, that I I don't understand the reasoning for any of the games really. But there's so many of them. I think they're just trying to justify the fact that this is a game show podcast. It's like let's just cram a shit ton of of games in here uh, that really don't relate all that much to each other they're just sort of i don't know like bar games like shit you would do like if you went to the bar and did like geek trivia or whatever the fuck that thing is called well i i agree yeah yeah right geeks who drink i i agree except for their they're worse they're convoluted in in a way that they don't need to be it doesn't make it more interesting and this is amazing to me you would think that coming up with these games would be pretty easy, but oh no, it's not easy for NPR. Play track 15. Additional puzzle writing by Greg Lightman, Josiah Madigan, J. Keith Van Stratton, and senior writers Kyle Beakley and Karen Lurie. There's five people who write these puzzle games for this show, two of them being senior writers. Right. Well, yeah, I've, you know, I've been around for a while, man. I, I'm a senior writer now for uh, NPR podcasts, and uh, uh, heard, uh, maybe you've heard of uh, totally false eponyms. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's me. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember a little thing called uh, Ghostbusters song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was uh, completely underwhelmed by the games on here. I really thought. That NPR, you know, being a, a major, you know, player f- for radio and broadcasting would bring, I don't know, just more substance to the games themselves. But it's really just a clever excuse to have a celebrity on, you know. Right. So um, I had mentioned I don't like NPR because I think that people who listen to it think they're smart, but it's actually really dumb. It's not it's not uh, quality entertaining. You know, when you listen to NPR and you listen to the newscasts, it couldn't be 
more boring. They don't have broadcasting down at all. They just read very quietly and <clears throat> with no emotion or you know what I mean? They just they're just not professionals. And the other thing I hate about NPR is it's publicly funded. It's taxpayer dollars go towards NPR to um, you know, to fund it. And yet for some reason, over the last few years, it's transitioned to now they just blatantly play commercials. They used to say, oh, there's underwriting, and they would maybe mention the name of a company, but they wouldn't go through the taglines and everything else. Play, I put a couple of the commercials in here. Play the NPR commercials. Support for Ask Me Another comes from the Lagunitas Brewing Company. Leave no questions unasked. Because life is uncertain, don't sip. More at lagunitas.com. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Fifth Generation, maker of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito Beverage, yeah, that's his real name, incorporates the concepts of artisan craftsmanship found in boutique wineries into the spirits industry to create Tito's Handmade Vodka. Yeah. So not only are they taking advertising dollars, but guess who they're, whatever, you know, whenever they decide who the, the target audience is, who's actually listening to this. Oh, it's alcoholics, apparently, is who's listening to this shit. Don't think you're so smart, NPR listener. Uh, apparently, based on all the calculations they've done, you're an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> I love to listen to those goddamn songs. Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. This is hilarious. <laughs> I think that's a, a Ghostbusters 2. Oh, no, it's the first one. Oh, God. Um, And then, so they're getting taxpayer dollars. They're also supplementing that with this revenue from advertisers. And yet, these are the prizes they give away. Play track 13. Not only is Hillary Ann Kotler going to get an Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt, but you, Sir Patrick Stewart, are also going to get... (laughs) And ask me another anagram t-shirt. Thank you so much. You know how celebrities usually will donate their game show winnings to charity? Yeah. Do you, do you think he's going to donate uh, that t-shirt to charity? <laughs> That's the worst prize I've ever heard of. And it's uh, embarrassing to give it to a celebrity. I'm, I'm Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm going to give my t-shirt to a sick kid with cancer. <laughs> you're, a, you're a hero, Mr. Stewart. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You um, were playing, when, when Sir Patrick Stewart first came on, they had an interview session. And that was awkward, too, because it was him promoting the new TV show that he's doing. Yeah which didn't fit the format at all of this game show. They introduced him in the beginning, but they didn't bring him out. And then they played a game and then they did bring him out. And then they did an interview. And I was wondering, going back to the show we did last week, we're alive, which was all about a post-apocalyptic zombie um, pre-scripted serial show. Right. What if we combine the two? I want to hear what it would sound like if Sir Patrick Stewart were being interviewed in We're Alive. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me right now is our very important puzzler, Sir Patrick Stewart. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're happy to have you. I know this was not much of a commute for you, because you're now a neighborhoodie. But nevertheless, I still have my limo drive me here. <laughs> you know, you have to keep up appearances. That's... Maybe that maybe that doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't fit. No, <laughs> like especially the fart at the end. I think uh, throws it off. It's it's. I can't. That was actually my... Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that. I just Mexican food around here is delicious. <laughs> Speaking of farting, did you know there's an application you could use to? Uh, Figure out what you've eaten when you farted. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, Do you have any other clips that you wanted to go through? Uh, let's see. Oh, there. Yeah, there's this one where they interview uh, one of the contestants, and I I just thought her voice was annoying. Now, Robin, I know that you are a part time pirate, and. I that I am. I'm just gonna let you elaborate. <laughs> I uh, I'm a pirate uh, in Baltimore. My name is Scurvy Sal. I get to sneeze on children for a living. They find it utterly delightful. Uh, by which I mean they run away screaming, and that's exactly what I want them to do. <laughs> that's incredible. All right. <laughs> um, it's not easy being green. <laughs> Oh my god! I get to sneeze uh, on I, kids. Yeah, what was she talking about? So she's a pirate and she sneezes on children. She's scurvy Sally, and yeah, she gets to uh, sneeze on kids. I, that I don't know. That sounds like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should look into that. I feel like someone should do something. Yeah. It's, um. <laughs> At the end, uh, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart tells, I don't know, I guess his favorite, like, part of a Shakespeare play. And it just brings the whole fucking room down. It's just so depressing. So, <laughs> Introduced to a statue that was made of his wife. And someone says to him, if you believe, she will come back to life. And the statue steps down off her plinth and gives her ex-husband her hand, and he says, Oh, she's warm. Devastating. That is creepy. Yeah. What? Uh, The audience had no idea how to respond to that. Yeah, <laughs> he he goes brings them down this whole you know he was so uh, there was a statue and he gets off of it and he holds his hat and like all this whole thing and they're like ready to laugh you're they, right they're like right. <laughs> oh oh he's serious it's yeah very uncomfortable it, yes it was um, it's it's a weird format for a show. I'm, I Patrick Stewart's usually very funny on shows, but when you put somebody in a situation like this, it makes it very difficult for the guest. Oh d- yeah, definitely. I mean, I I I seem like he kind of knew what to expect with this show, but then again, I don't I don't know. Like he, if he was like, oh, I'm going to be playing, I'm going to be playing games. Oh. I'm trying to do my Sir Patrick Stewart. It's not bad. Okay. It's, it's actually not bad. I, I think you're on point. You're you're <laughs> You're good enough that it's discouraging me from trying. <laughs> um, so I, I have a clip on here. We'll just uh, pull this out randomly. 
I don't remember what it is, but I called it. Apparently, this is hilarious. Sir Patrick, take it away. She was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. She was the best damn woman that I ever seen. She had the sightless eyes telling me no lies, knocking me out with those American thighs. As someone right. who loves ACDC, that was uh, amusing to me. But Oh, it was? Yeah. Uh, I, I, see, I okay. This is where I maybe didn't appreciate it when I listened to it the first time through. Because, as I had mentioned, that was the third game where he reads the lyrics and you have to say what the name of it is. And as soon as he said the very first thing, she was a fast machine. I'm like, oh, it's you shook me all night long. Right. And then he just keeps going through it. And I'm like, oh, what, why are we, what are we doing here? Why are we still going down this road? What, what, what is everyone waiting for? This is so easy. Yeah, no, I, I feel like they were like, let, you know, yeah, you let got, him go through it a little let bit. Him, let him get his, his great thighs, uh, you know, delivery out there. It was so amazing. Let me put my love into you, babe. I'm just trying to think of other <laughs> easy, easy songs. What if, what if instead he was doing uh, Lick It Up? Lick It Up. I wish I knew the lyrics to that, but I don't. Oh, I, I think the lyrics go, lick it up, lick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lick it's it only up. right, girl. <laughs> lick it up. No, the best lyric from Lick It Up is, you gotta live like you're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that Gene Simmons dated a chick once who would only swallow when she was on vacation or something as a special occasion. So he just threw that lyric in there. Yes, that's uh, that's a very very true story. Uh, we were on vacation uh, in the Philippines uh, with my wife uh, at the time. Uh, she was not my wife. Uh, her name was uh, Shannon. And uh, when uh, we went on this vacation trip, she would swallow my semen, and uh, that is the only time that she would do so. Uh, make sure you buy the Kiss coffin <laughs> when it comes out on market. Yes, you could be buried in a Kiss. Coffin. I was waiting for you to transition to promotional. He's never, Gene Simmons has never answered a question without transitioning to selling something. So, yeah. some type of merchandise or something he's got coming up. He's the worst. He's the worst interviewee ever. I just want you to know, Carl, that this entire episode of the podcast is, is brought to you by the new Kiss Pez dispensers. Yes, uh, Kiss. Uh, now dispenses candy from our necks, and uh, you can get this candy anywhere you can find Pez. Uh, just wanted to let you know that Kiss is, is always at the forefront uh, in the Kiss Army. Uh, just a shout out to our sponsors. Kiss is awesome. The greatest band ever. We love Kiss. <laughs> Thank All you. right. Um, here's, I just have a couple more random ones to play just to get through the rest of this. There's one I call terrible anecdote, and this is one of the contestants, and this is a terrible anecdote. So um, my sister used to have this little ceramic owl that was in a pot, like on a spring, and it, you would like push it down and it would bounce back up. There's a certain species of owl that in Russian is called feedin, so my sister would say, I have a feedin I can't hide. <laughs> totally worth it. That was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not totally worth it. And 
they must have laugh signs and applause signs. They're lighting them up all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's working those signs is not making enough money. Uh. <laughs> and another example of what we've been talking about, a seemingly fake audience, play track nine on there. Well, everyone knows if you want something to sound smart and highbrow is you have to get a British person to say it. <laughs> and since we have the smartest, classiest Brit with us, Is that how you would react to those sentences? Yeah, I don't know. I know audience reactions always are fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like, one of the things that I hate the most is when people, and I think I mentioned it last podcast too, when people are put on mic that are asked something, if they're in a crowd or they're asked something, usually on TV, they mm-hmm. always woo after they say something. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, you want to shout out to somebody? And they're like, oh, yeah, I want to just shout out to my mother and my brother. Woo! Like everybody feels <laughs> right. that they need to woo when they talk on a microphone. I don't understand. So you're talking specifically about uh, Price is Right with Drew Carey when he lets them do their shout out. Yeah, and they can't. That, they can't just say, "Yeah, hey, I just want to say to Elizabeth back home, you know, thanks for watching." It has to be my mom and Elizabeth. Woo! Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> like any, and I, I blame TRL because that's always that, that was like the cliche with that TRL oh, show. If you remember, shout that. out. Yes. Yeah, they they would say, you know, could you shout out to blah blah blah, and then they would whatever the fucking girl would be because it's always chicks on that show she'd yeah. be like uh i want to shout out to my my mother and my father who sent me here on their time <laughs> trl how old is that that's some poll you just grabbed there yeah yeah i was what was that show on the air i don't know <laughs> well all right here's a more contemporary oh, it's, it's, i like it it's it's right but i'm just thinking what percentage of the people listening to us is gonna know what the fuck trl is uh, i hope a lot but I, <laughs> how about uh what's the new year's rock and eve that's another one. Oh, they, that's uh, awkward that's an awkward show holy shit that's hard to get through yeah they uh they always have to say uh who do you you know what's your resolution or you know who do you want to say hello to and they're like my uh my cousin in dc and my woo like they don't even finish <laughs> half the time <laughs> they can't they can't get the woo out fast enough right yeah i just want to skip to the woo part woo! <laughs> uh so, Kevin, NPR has really bad shows, as we've uh, proven with these two. Guess how many podcasts NPR is currently putting out on the market? Well, I, I don't know the exact number, but I know it's a shit ton. I... <laughs> There's 34 different podcasts. Oh, my God. I know. It's like, why don't you guys just get one of these right and then move on to number two? Right, right. Holy shit, that's yeah, way more yeah. than I thought it would be. Uh-huh, 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 yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. So I think I'm going to put this to uh, to Russ. I'm not going to I'm not going to rail on NPR anymore. I'm, I'm moving on. All right, good. I feel like I have closure now with NPR, but I, I did want to do another show that um, obviously has a, a pretty good size audience and is garbage. So I'm, I'm glad we listened to it. Did you have anything else you wanted to play <laughs> from uh, Ask Me Another before we put it to bed? No, I think I'm uh, I'm good. Awesome.
All right. Well, with that, uh, now we move on to the part of our show where we tease the show we're going to make fun of next week. This yeah. is a, uh, yeah, this is a, cr- a crowd favorite. Um, why don't you play next week's teaser? Sometimes I, I pull out clips of a show and you have no idea what it is. And I have to explain it to you. This one, I pulled a clip that exactly explains what the show is. Hello, this is Minute 42 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Joel Torres, your host, and with me today is Ben Sunday and Lindsay Busco. Hello. This minute, Minute 42, starts with Elton saying, Fine! in one of those voices, and ends with Elton speeding off like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at that, at that point, I mean, yeah, he is an asshole for just totally ditching her and sucks, but she also should not be getting back in that car. Wow. <laughs> Kevin, this is a, uh, so it's a daily podcast, and every podcast they put out each day is looking at 60 seconds worth of the movie Clueless and oh. analyzing that 60 seconds worth of Clueless. Oh, my God. What? So the one that I pulled is minute number 42. It's ca- called Clown Liquor. Uh, it's an 18, 18 minute long podcast about the minute 42 of the movie Clueless. Uh, what? How, <laughs> I, the premise, I've heard the premise before of like you sure. know, dissecting a movie or whatever. But yeah. why limit yourself to one minute? I mean, how much can happen in one minute? Oh, Clueless is, is pretty nuanced and layered, my friend. Apparently. There's a, there's a lot going on there. Wow. Holy shit. This is... I cannot wait to listen to this. I know. I'm actually excited about it. Uh, uh, this is going to be fun. I, I might listen to a bunch of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what these uh, what these dum-dums come up with. Because if you told me to talk about a single minute of time in the movie Clueless, the show would be less than a minute long. <laughs> I could sum it up pretty quickly, I bet. What, uh, what would be a movie that you would want to do this? Like, if we were going to do a podcast about oh, a movie, dude, what would we do? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, I thank you so what much that, for saying that. That would rule. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was totally, I would love to do that. I think okay. I could do that. Definitely. All right. So um, who are these guys talking about Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Is that the next podcast? <laughs> yes. Uh, what does that break down to? W-A. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta write it out. Okay. Hold on. Does it spell a word? Because that would make it easier. Are you trying to drive me crazy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What would be uh, what would be your choice for a movie? Honestly, I was hoping you said that because I <laughs> okay. fucking love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's my favorite movie. Uh, but I, I really enjoy uh, Dumb and Dumber and uh, Kingpin. That's another uh, movie I, I really like a lot. Uh, Big Lebowski, I think, would be you know, a, a you good know what one. would be an interesting one to analyze uh, for me anyway is the original Willy Wonka. Oh yeah, yeah. The the beginning of it is a fucking bore fest, and there are songs that just drag on. But as soon as Willy Wonka is introduced, it uh, it there's actually a lot of um, there's a 
a lot of reading between the lines. I, I feel like that might be an interesting one to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's like, yeah, that's one of your favorite movies, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Why, way to embarrass me in front of everybody. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> there's way more embarrassing movies uh, than that. All right. So um, we're going to listen to this Clueless podcast. And I think based on what they do wrong, we can figure out how we can make our uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure podcast way better. Exactly. We'll just do the opposite of whatever they do. And yeah. we'll have an awesome podcast about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So... This minute is where he's preparing breakfast at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and he says, uh, good morning, Mr. Breakfast. <laughs> now, you'll notice that his bunny slippers, the uh, the left slipper is a little bit larger than the right slipper. And I don't know if they weren't able to get a matching pair before production started or. <laughs> oh, God. So please, people, join us again next week because it might be the show where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, everypony. Hey,